Thank you for joining the Element Church Podcast, where we exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. Wherever you're listening from today, we hope this message inspires and strengthens your faith. On December 29th of last year, I read a passage of scripture that just gripped my heart. After I read it, I wrote down this thought in my journal. It's on the screens here. It's this. I feel like this is an additional word from God for our church in the coming year. A word from God. Now, whenever someone says they have a word from God, in quotes, it might help if you know who they are. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Jeff Manis. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm thrilled that all of you are with us, including anybody who's joining us online. And if you are new with us today, you came on the perfect Sunday, because today I'm going to be really giving a family challenge, if you will, to this place that I call my spiritual family. You see, the word I feel God gave me back in December is directly related to the specific season we are in as a church. If you don't know, on Sunday, September 12th, um, I announced my resignation as lead pastor here, effective on January 10th. And since then, now 14 years after starting this church with an amazing group of talented people, we have begun the process of transitioning me out as lead pastor and into a new land, a new season of ministry for me and for Element Church. As for my family, we still don't know for certain uh, where that new land is for us. I have had two official interviews with a church in Texas. Their board is meeting today to continue their process moving forward. As for Element Church, today's message and then the next two Sundays are super important to the life of our ministry, especially if you call Element Church your, your home. And to stay up to date on all of the transition news that we have for you, we put a, a transition page on our website. So go to elementchurch.live, click on transition up at the top, and uh, we keep that updated with any new information concerning the transition for our church. I have been so, so proud of you as my church family through all of this. While there was surprise and sadness um, with the news of our departure, there's also been incredible support and unity. Some of you have gone out of your way to let the leaders of our church know that you are with us as a church, you are for us as a church, and you will do whatever it takes to continue this church moving forward. I cannot tell you how much peace that brings to my heart um, as your pastor. And as long as I am your pastor for the next several weeks here, I will continue to challenge us to keep our guard up. The enemy wants to divide us. 
So we must stand firm in all of the armor of God and remain united. That is still one of my biggest prayers for our church, that we'd have undeniable unity through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know when a pastor stands up and says that they have a word from the Lord for the church, that can set off all sorts of alarm bells for both Christians and non-Christians alike. I try not to use that phrase um, lightly, flippantly, or even regularly. In fact, for some people, um, the very reason that some people, maybe you don't believe in God or you don't trust the church is because of leaders or Christians like me who have misused or abused the Bible or a supposed word from the Lord to, um, to mistreat or, or abuse people to cause harm. And, and if that's you, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that people have used God and his word to abuse and manipulate people throughout the years. God's people have not always reflected God very well. And we need to own that as a church as not element church, but God's church, we've not always done a great job reflecting who God is and how we're relating him to, to people. So, so if, if you're here, you're struggling to believe or whatever, please know you are so loved here and we love it that you are here. Whether you ever, ever believe what we do about God or his word, we, we love you. The fact remains though, there are times in my life and the lives of, of others that through God's living and active word, he speaks directly into current situations and realities. And that's what I feel like God's done for, for me and for us with, with this today. Um, I know I can't make you do anything with this. Um, I can't make you live out this word that I believe God's given us. I can only deliver it to you obediently. And then ask and pray that God would regularly remind us of the truth we're looking at today as we move into a new season of ministry at Element. The word I believe God gave us, and we'll look at the scripture here in a little bit, I'm just using that, the word I believe God's giving us as our big idea for today. And it's really simple, it's just this. Be strong, get to work, God is with you, don't be afraid. Be strong. Get to work. God is with you. Don't be afraid. That's almost good enough to pray and let you go home, right? But you're not going to get that lucky. I still need to take our big idea and break it down. Chicka, chicka, break it down. I only have a few more sermons left to get my horrible jokes in, so you're going to live with it for a few more months. I'm going to get as many of them in as, as I can. Today, we're finishing up a sermon series called Weekend Warriors. The series has focused on Ephesians chapter 6 in the New Testament portion of the Bible and how we should put on all of the armor of God at all times. We are not just in battle on Sundays or weekends. We are more than weekend warriors. Uh, we've walked through every piece of the armor of God. We've talked about being persistent in our prayers, how prayer is the glue that holds the armor of God together. Last week talked about being bold in our speaking for Jesus and uh, about Jesus. If you've missed any of those sermons, I would really encourage you to jump online and catch up. I think this series itself was very timely for the situation we find ourselves in as a church. And then today, as we finish up the series and talk about the unique battle we are in, I want to ask this big question to wrap it all up and share this word with you, and it's this. How do we move forward in the battle? Battle's here. 
It's coming, whether it's the specific battle we find our church in or individual battles in life. How do we move forward in the battle? The main scripture is from Haggai 2, verses 4 and 5. And you might be thinking, Haggai, is that really a book in the Bible? Yes, yes, it is. It's not just a phrase you use when you see somebody at the grocery store and forgot their name. Hey, guy, right? Ever done that before? Nobody has, I know, right? Uh, It's not some weird medical condition like, man, my eye's been burning lately. I hope I don't have Haggai. You know, bad joke again, I know. Got to get them all out there. Got to get them all out there. Uh, Haggai. Haggai is a real book in the Bible. It's found towards the end of the Old Testament portion. If you did not bring a Bible with you, everything I read will be on the screens. If you don't own a Bible, I would really encourage you to download a free one called YouVersion, uh, or you can get a, a Bible here. Just ask for one at guest services. Haggai was a prophet of God sent to the people of Israel who had returned after 70 years of captivity, 70 years of exile in Babylon. They returned back to their home country, Israel and their home city, Jerusalem. They initially came back with great enthusiasm to rebuild the temple of God, to rebuild their church, which had been destroyed by the Babylonians. But they soon ran into trouble. Things did not go their way. They faced opposition and massive discouragement in their life and in their ministry. They eventually grew so discouraged, they just stopped working on the temple Altogether. One commentary to the book of Haggai said this The Hebrew people were gloomy during this period. Selfishness crippled community spirit, and apathy and disillusionment detracted from their worship. Wow. Like none of us have ever felt that way before, have we, in life? I know I have. It was in this gloomy, discouraging, apathetic, disillusioned season that God spoke these words to his people. And I truly believe he's speaking them over our house today. Gave it to me in December, not knowing what was coming, but now it makes perfect sense. So before we jump in and read Haggai 2, 4, and 5, um, I want to pray, just ask for God's blessing and for his help today. Lord, you... You are keenly aware of the spiritual battles we face in life, both individually, but Lord, I believe corporately. Every body of believers faces their own battle. And Lord, I believe we're, we're in one. We're in a, a battle, a unique one, a transition period in our church. And Lord, I thank you that you saw in your sovereignty how these words would actually impact our lives today. And so Lord, as we read the book of Haggai. While these were words given to your people thousands of years ago, they are still relevant to us today. And so Lord, would you take your word and take my words and would you intertwine them with our hearts? May we be changed by um, the renewing of our minds through your spirit and through your word. Lord, we love you and we give you praise and ask for your power and your anointing and your authority in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Haggai 2 four and five. We're going to read all of it and then we'll come back to it as we go along today as well. It says this, but now the Lord says, be strong, Zerubbabel. He was the governor. Be strong, Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people still left in the land. And now get to work. 
For I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. My spirit remains among you, just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So do not be afraid. Isn't that awesome? Be strong. Get to work. God is with you. Do not be afraid. Like even if we weren't in the season we are in right now, this is still an incredibly encouraging and challenging message for us, but it took on a whole new meaning for me as, as God began to clearly call my wife Sabrina and I into something new that would require us to leave this church that we dearly love. I mean, just the phrase, you who are left in the land, took on a whole new meaning. So to those of you who are left in the land, if you will, to you, my church family, whom I love so much, how do we move forward in the battle? The answer to that question and each point in my sermon, I'm just taking straight from that scripture and it's the words of our big idea. So the first thing we've got to do to move forward in the battle is number one, this, be strong. Be strong. Going back to Haggai, God said through him in verse four, but now the Lord says, be strong. In, in that season they were in of discouragement, apathy, selfishness, disillusionment, be strong, he said. It's no coincidence to me that the cross-reference listed for Haggai chapter two, verse four, links to the very first verse from the armor of God passage in Ephesians chapter six. If you don't know what a cross-reference is, it's another place in scripture that links directly to the verse that you're reading. So we planned this armor of God series for this time, and then unbeknownst to me, the word God gave me in December was already linked to the armor of God passage that we'd be preaching in this, in this season. Ephesians 6 verse 10 is the cross-reference. It's the very first verse where we started a few weeks ago. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says this, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So church, as we move forward in the battles of life, as our church moves forward in the battles that lie ahead, as we put on all of the armor of God, stay persistent in our prayers, and continue to speak boldly and live boldly for Jesus and about Jesus, it's not that we need to be strong in our own strength. Praise, the God, praise God for that, right? That we're not strong in our own strength. It's not being strong in the strength of our parents or grandparents or a friend who has lots and lots of faith. It's not even being strong in your pastor, no matter who your pastor is, hello. Church, if we're gonna move forward in the battle, we've got to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Why? Because his power cannot be stopped or contained. His power is absolute. His strength has no limits. His might cannot even begin to be understood by our tiny human brains. I don't want you to depend on my strength because my strength isn't good enough. And I don't want you depending on your strength 
because your strength is not good enough either. So as my family moves forward into our new land, and as you move forward into your new land, if we're going to be successful as we move forward, we've got to be strong in the Lord. We've got to remember, church, that your strength does not come from you. It does not come from your pastor. Your strength comes from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So be strong, church. Be strong in the Lord. Then God said this through Haggai chapter 2, verse 4. And now, get to work. <laughs> it's one thing to be strong, but now get to work. So the second thing we've got to do is just that, get to work. Get to work. Can I tell you, I'm going to anyway, but can I tell you that what I hope to see when I leave, when, when my last day comes and, and we move on to where God has planned for us and I look back at, at Element Church, I hope to see a church that continues to work hard or even harder at living out our vision here. You, you guys are incredible. You're incredible at, at working hard to accomplish the vision God gave us. And, and I know you know this. I know in some sense I'm preaching to the choir a little bit, but your pastor might be leaving, but the vision remains the same. Like we exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. Like people still need the life that only Jesus can provide. My, my heart, the, these Two young women who got baptized today. Every baptism we have, my heart just swells with worship and praise for, for the fact that God uses our church to reach people for Jesus. Are you kidding me? Like people still desperately need true biblical community where we grow together, becoming more like Christ. And our world still needs churches that will make a lasting impact by, by using the resources God gives us to meet the tangible needs of those around us. A few months ago, I told you about a significant donation that was given to God through our church to go towards planting a church, starting a church, with Compassion International in a foreign country. Compassion International is a child sponsorship organization uh, whose mission is to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. They serve the most poor and most vulnerable on the planet. Many of you sponsor kids through Compassion, as my family does. Uh, every year around Mother's Day, we try and host a Compassion Sunday where we highlight the ministry of Compassion and offer a chance for, for people to support, to sponsor children around the world. And one of the ways Compassion serves the most poor and vulnerable is through starting churches, planting churches around the globe. And through your generosity, um, I'm able to announce to you today uh, the pastor and the church that we'll be starting in Colombia, the country of Colombia. And it's one of those ways that you get to get to work as the Lord is challenging us to do. I want you to meet Pastor uh, Rodrigo Bedoya Restrepo. He's the gentleman in the middle with the white shirt and the mustache. That's him and his family there. Pastor Rodrigo 
will be planting Iglesia Biblica Missionera or Missionary Bible Church in Magdalena, Colombia in the northern part of the country, not far from the Caribbean Sea. They will be co-sponsored by another local church in Colombia who has a long and trusted standing with Compassion International. Pastor Rodrigo is a gifted evangelist who has served Jesus for more than 20 years. He currently lives in a home that is on the property where the church will be constructed. And he supplements his income by selling soda and water to nearby shops that they then resell to people in the community. A few months ago, through your generosity um, and through a one-time gift from a, a, a family in our church of $50,000, uh, we were able to give to Compassion an overall gift of $75,000 to start the church. What's amazing about Compassion planting churches, like you talk about planting churches in America, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars plus the ongoing cost of doing that. This is a one-time gift. Nothing else financially is required from us. It's a one-time donation that will then forever partner us with this church as they serve the most poor and vulnerable in their own community. And with that $75,000, they will build and they will literally build an actual church building in the community. And that building will include these things here, one large meeting room or a sanctuary that seats 200 adults and will serve as a, a meeting place for the community for education, a kitchen with a food prep space so they can serve kids and families food all throughout the week. Compassion serves meals to children every single day of the week. Then there's restrooms, which for many people is a luxury, even electricity and water, which in many places, again, is an absolute luxury. And as long as they can get electricity and water to the building, they will have that as well. This church will then become an epicenter by which compassion will begin to meet the holistic needs of children in the area. Construction uh, is slated to start this month. And then by next August, the plan is to register 150 children from that community to be sponsored, and our church family will be the first ones who have an opportunity to sponsor children from our own church plant. The grand opening for Iglesia Missionera, whatever it was, I don't know my... Missionary Baptist Church, um, I don't know, I, I, I know how to order from Taco Bell, it's about all the Spanish I got. So it, the grand opening is tentatively planned for October of next year, one year from right now, which is amazing. The very presence of a compassion church that has a child development center that this one will have, the very, the very presence has the potential to make a lasting impact in a community and an entire region. Within the first year alone, the gift that we've already given to start the church will change the lives of hundreds of vulnerable children and thousands in the years to come. And do you know what I love about this? While I'm very sad and jealous that I won't be here to be a part of this church starting next year, I believe God's timing's perfect. That God moved the hearts of a family in our church to give $50,000. And then we just happened to have an additional $25,000 from your generosity literally sitting in a fund called the Opportunity Fund. It costs $75,000 to start a Compassion Church plant. 
I'm not great at math, but 50,000 plus 25,000 is 75,000. And God sparked that generosity in a time where none of us knew that I would not be here to see it come to fruition. But God knew you'd be here or someone would be here to get to work, to see God make an impact, not just in Cheyenne, but in Columbia, to children who maybe never would have heard the gospel outside of a $75,000 donation to start a church right there in their community. That's literally one of dozens of ways that you are going to need to continue to work as we move forward in the battle. Our vision remains the same. We're still going to, which, which one of the things I love most about our church is how you love our community. We are still going to love and serve our community and our state in very practical ways in the name of Jesus through things like the food pantry and Play City Indoor Playground and I Heart Wyoming and the literally dozens upon on dozens upon dozens of other outreach events and opportunities that we do through your generosity and through your service. How do we move forward in the battle? Be strong. Get to work. I can't wait to look back and see all that God does through you. God continues through Haggai in verses 4 and 5 and says this, For I am with you. You can be strong and get to work because I'm with you says the Lord of heaven's armies. My spirit remains among you just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So the third thing we gotta do to move forward in the battle is this, remember God is with you. God's with you. This is the one that I think is most important for all of us to remember, me included. That, that church... <laughs> The Holy Spirit is not leaving when I go. Somebody should have said amen to that. Like the Holy Spirit's not leaving when I go. The presence of God does not reside with Jeff Manus. The presence of God resides among his people, the church. That, that God's Spirit remains among you. God is with you. He's with you. Like, let that sink in, church. I can't tell you how much I want that to sink into our, our hearts and our minds as a church. Like, go read the book of Acts sometime this week in the New Testament and be encouraged because the same Holy Spirit that came upon the church when Jesus left the earth after his resurrection, the same Holy Spirit that exploded the early church, causing 3,000 people to be saved and baptized in one day in Acts chapter 2. The same Holy Spirit that grew the church to 5,000 people, not counting women and children in the few weeks after that initial explosion. The same Holy Spirit that united the early church and empowered the early church and equipped the, uh, the early church. The same Holy Spirit that started Element Church and was here every single Sunday I was here is the same Holy Spirit that remains among you. God is with you, church. He's with you. And man, if there's anything I want us to put our hope in as we move forward in the battle, it's that God is with 
us. He's with us. As great as you are as a church, and you are, our hope cannot be in ourselves. Our hope is not me as your current lead pastor, and please hear me, your hope is not in finding the next lead pastor. That's not where your hope is. Our hope as we move forward in the battle must rest in the reality that God is with us. His spirit remains among us. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that if Jesus could physically leave the church in Acts and they were able to continue reaching people, then I'm pretty sure this church can continue reaching people without me. Why? Because Jesus is here. And I promise you, it's way more important for Jesus to be here than for me to be here. It's his church, not mine, and not yours. And the gates of hell itself cannot prevail against God's church. His spirit remains among you. So how do we move forward in the battle? Be strong, church. Get to work. God is with you. And then I love these last words Haggai said. So do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That's the fourth thing we gotta do to move forward. Don't be afraid. Yes, there is massive amounts of uncertainty concerning our future as a church. Yes, there's probably difficult times ahead and bumps in the road. And I'll just be honest, yes, things could go horribly wrong. That's always a possibility, is it not? But just like God was telling the Hebrew people in Jerusalem, I think he's telling us today, don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you. There's work to get done, so be strong. That's our big idea backwards. <laughs> be strong, get to work. God is with you. Don't be afraid. If there's a verse I've used the most in 14 years, it's probably the one I'm about to give you. I've quoted it, I've prayed it, I've preached from it. It's probably a verse I've used most in my own personal life. I've prayed this verse over my children. I've, I've prayed it over my, my wife, myself, our family, our home. I've prayed it in times of, of trouble. And I think it's fitting to end it, today's message with this verse, Isaiah 41, verse 10. It's probably, you know, on, on a list of my favorite verses, it's right up there at the top. Isaiah 41, verse 10, God through Isaiah says this, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Don't be afraid, church, because God's with you. Don't be discouraged, because he is your God. Think about that that when everything in life might cause me to be discouraged, I still have God. So don't be discouraged. 
because I'm your God. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will hold you up with his victorious right hand. I love how God can take his word from thousands of years ago and literally unite it to my heart in December, not knowing what was coming down the pike in March and not knowing that it would fit perfectly with this series and not knowing that January 9th would be my last Sunday. He gave me a word for our church. Be strong, get to work. God is with you, don't be afraid. I love you guys so much. Um, we still got some time left. This, you could call this my farewell message, but I ain't going nowhere yet, I hope. Um, and we're gonna continue moving forward. And when, when my last day comes and, and I move on, the Lord will provide. He will. And I will look back, and I will look back with great pride in you and how you lived out this word for our church. Next week and then the following week um, will be very important, I believe, in the life of our ministry. Um, we actually have two guests coming the next two weeks, but they're guests that will speak specifically into our situation. And I think you will love both of those Sundays, be incredibly encouraged by them, and we'll be sharing some more information about our transition as well in those Sundays. Let me pray for you guys, and then I will let you get out of here. Father in heaven, I thank you. I thank you for your word, how it is living and active. And the words you spoke to the Hebrew people in Jerusalem thousands of years ago, Lord, they are relevant to us today. Like just even remove our church situation, just looking at us following you, those words, be strong, get to work, God is with you, don't be afraid, those are relevant to our everyday life. So Lord, as we move forward in the battle, our individual battles, our battle as a church, as we move forward, I pray we'd live out those words for your glory to reach more people for you. Lord, help us put on all of the armor of God at all times and be ready for the battle. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us, for saving us, and we will love you and follow you back. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you need prayer for something, stop by the purple tent in the back. Other than that, have an awesome week. You guys are great. We'll see you. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast or follow us on social media. To learn more about our gathering times in Cheyenne, Wyoming, or to take your next step, visit our website, elementchurch.life. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week right here on the Element Church Podcast.